powered by Sky River Casino. Sky's the limit on 98 Rock. Here is the adult sex tape you ordered, Senor Control. I will fill it to your room. Would you like me to bring up any more? No. You are even more sexier than Meg described. Oh, thank you. I was not talking to you, I was talking to him. Screw off! I'm joking, man! Where's your lovely wife this evening? She's got a little too much sun, so she decided to crash out early. Are you sure it was the sun that made her tired and not you, eh? Eh? <laughs> Screw off! <laughs> Welcome back. It's the BS. Thanks for listening. Uh, my name's Jason Bailey. Right there is Nikki D. There is Nelson in the studio. Uh, one of our favorites, uh, Carlos Mencia. He will be at the Punchline starting tonight. He got one show this evening, two shows uh, tomorrow, Friday, and two shows on Saturday. Carlos, good to see you again, buddy. How are you? Good, 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 man. Yeah. It, was, it, was fun, it was fun to listen to that. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it's so weird. I, you know, I, it's I, so bizarre. Last time I saw you, too, that's all I wanted to talk about was Uncle Tito. And, you know, and I, I, I don't understand, even uh, with these years passing from the Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller, is that how Uncle Tito never got a spinoff of that movie. I have no idea. You know, it's funny. I, I have to say screw off. I'm joking at least 10 times a week still. Yeah. You stole you know the show. I mean? You stole the scene. No, I'm serious. Like, people would be like, come on, say it. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, screw off. I'm joking. Right. And it's just like, they're like, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> because, you, I mean, again, there's, there's certain movies that you watch. Like, my wife and I were just watching that the other night. I didn't even know we were going to have you in. And, you know, that's our, you're our favorite part. Oh, that's awesome. And, 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 you know, again, that was 2007. So you're looking at 16 years ago. People are still coming to your shows like they will at the Punchline this weekend and asking you to do that. This is where you strike where the iron's hot. (laughs) Nostalgia is a thing right now, Carlos. It is. Yeah. Big time. Well, I have to, I have to say at least 50 times. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and I rarely say it anymore in my act. Uh It's not, I don't. It's not that I don't not do it on purpose. It's just, you know, as a comedian, I, I don't do two shows. If you were to come to every single show yeah. this week, you will not see two shows the same. Right. So I I just can't, you know, I, I don't want to belittle any other comedian, but I don't want to be doing the same joke right. for 20 years. I don't want to be that guy who's like, come on, I just, I don't want to be that guy. But then at the end of the show, everybody's like, you got to say it, bro. So then I, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't mind. It's just, you know, it's the, I don't want that to be the the signature move of Carlos Mencia. I want I want to be non-predictable still. But the, don't you kind of have to, I mean, I'm sure it's tough for you. It's that charcoal gray area, right? It's kind of like a rock band that they know they've got to play. Guns N' Roses knows that they have to play Sweet Child of Mine. I'm sure Axl Rose and Slash at times, like, dude, oh my God, again? You yeah. know, I want to play that one that we never play off Chinese democracy that no one's ever heard. Right. Right. But you've got comedians are the same thing, especially someone that has had the success you've had. Yeah, except uh, except after about three, two to three times live of whatever the bit is, mm-hmm. they want to hear something. So for us, it's not about the actual joke, it's about the funny. Yeah. So that's the difference, right? So for us, it's just like keep being funny, keep being mm-hmm. you, keep coming at it from your Chris Rock perspective, from your Carlos Mencia perspective, you yeah. know, from your Chappelle perspective, from your Kevin Hart perspective. It's from that place that people, when when people turn on us, is when we go from being one kind of comic to another, uh-huh. right? It's when Dennis Miller goes from being left to right side of comic, uh-huh. right? right. Yeah. yeah, that's when people leave you, he, and he got more fans, but the fans that he had were like, oh, you're. You're that guy now. We don't like you. That that's when they 
That's when they get mad at you. That's when Garth Brooks goes to Chris Gaines and everybody has a problem right. with it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So for us, it's 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 all about being authentic. Yeah. So do you get more people that come up to you from prior shows? You know, it's because like uh, last time that uh, we saw each other, I was in Atlanta, you know, right. and I saw you at the, the punchline there. Right. And, and, and you do a fantastic job. Like I said, you're one of my favorites. And um, do you get more from people going, give me mine Mencia? Do you give me more from Heartbreak Kid? Do you get me more from, I saw you in Tuscaloosa one time. Do you remember that one bit that you right. did? What do you get more of? Uh, I think I get more of keep doing what you're doing right now. Because, uh, because nobody's really, you know, I don't care if you like me anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's a blessing and a, and a, you know what I mean? God and a bless curse. you. God mm-hmm. bless you. I love right, because that. I'm a comedian. Right. So you're not I worried want, about being canceled. I need people to like me. <laughs> right? Like, right. I need people right now to be like, I like this guy. I'm going to go see him. Right? <laughs> I need him. I need people to be like, you know what? He doesn't sound like the a-hole people say he is online. <laughs> I'm going to go see him. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm tired of people treating comedy as, as if we're philosophers. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. not. Yeah. We're comedians. Yeah. It is a joke. Right. That's it. Yeah. Like, that's all. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend anybody. But if you get offended at the truth, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. That That's on you, not on me. Like, I hate the hypocrisy of if you go to an LGBTQ show, they say all the jokes and all the words that the rest of us can't use. Right. Go to an urban show. They drop the N-bomb right. as if it was candy, but none of us can laugh or talk about. I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in I have to be a Latino and do a Latino show to talk about Latino stuff. Uh-huh. I got to be gay. Is this, is this what the new future of comedy is? So I'm going to have to. I'm going to. All right. So in order to do all the material that I'm going to do tonight, my wife is white, but she's of European descent. From Portugal, so I can make fun of them. Now I gotta get one side girl who's half black and half Middle Eastern, so I can make fun of those two groups. Then another one who's half Asian and half Indian to make fun of those. Right. Awesome. Then I have to go down on a transgender so that I could get that. So that when I go on stage and I go, hey, I got this joke about this gay guy, I'd be like, oh my God, no. Like a picture of me doing another guy comes out. And then, the, oh no, 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 he's cool. He's cool. He's okay. He's okay. And it's almost like you have to have a resume and say, well, I've done this before. It's like the I have a black friend thing. You know, before you say what you are, not trying to be a jerk, but. That's a really good idea for just but, a show. But you know what I mean? Just, like. I've got. I'm gonna line up my 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 resume. Of <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. They're all here tonight, so you can see that I can get away with these specific. Yes. So that the it's 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 what it's what used to be uh, way back in the day when white people would look around and go, you know, I do have black friends. Right. And, and that's and what I'm saying. Say yeah. Whatever they were gonna yeah. say. So, so was it. So the Matt Rife stuff. You heard about that with his his special, and he's getting beat up. For you see, th- I can't talk about that kind of stuff what, because the, I've been accused of so much. Uh huh. That I don't want to lean into putting down other comics Mm -hmm. just because it's hard enough being a comedian. You know what I mean? I don't want, like, I'm the first person on the internet ever tried to cancel. That's not easy to deal with. Like, that's hard. Like, that's literally, like, right now. I I, I guarantee you, if I put, hey, listen listen to the show. I'm on it right now. By the the time I leave, I'll show you, like... Oh, whose jokes is he stealing? Like it's just oh, gonna yeah, happen. Right. It's, it's all yeah. this, all the hate, all this stuff. He's not Mexican, whatever, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't want to put that on anybody else. But you know, look, when you first of all, he told a joke that's 
Sorry, I'm I'm not. I was asked, but he he told an old joke, right? Right, right. A joke that I think Dave Chappelle did, right, with the two black eyes. Yeah, well, it's walked a, into a bar. It's a meme. She doesn't listen. Yeah, right. it's a meme. Right. right yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Before it was a meme. Sure. Listen, <laughs> young people. Ah. Before your stupid ass phone and your memes that you think you invented the world. No, we actually had language and ways to communicate back in the day. Yeah, before the internet, somehow somebody said this was off the chain. And by the way, about two weeks, three weeks, a month later, everybody understood what off the hook and off the chain meant. Right. We yep. didn't need the internet to spread the news for us. <laughs> and not to say that it's a bad thing, but, you know, come on. And we there, there was stuff before that. But he told the joke, which was, you know, what do you tell a woman with two black guys? Nothing. Right. You already told her twice. Right. Like, this is an old old joke. Yeah. What what he's what but he's not even getting attacked for it being a lame joke he's getting attacked for the misogyny of it right right, right. Mm-hmm. the domestic violence right the domestic violence, domestic violence. Yeah. that that's the thing it's a joke he didn't punch anybody he probably didn't even meet that woman with the black eye right he probably made it up yeah and, and here's the- that's what we do our job is not to tell you truths our job is to make you laugh embellish if we can tell you truth yeah that's amazing. That's why guys like Richard Pryor are considered the GOAT. Yeah. Because he was able to do multi-layered. He was able to give you a message, uh, take you on a journey, right? Use the language to 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 expand on it and, and then make you laugh and make you think and make you ponder. Yeah. You know what I mean? But well, they, our job is just to make people laugh. His it, when he told that joke, you know, and, and it's been you're right, it's been around forever. Uh I mean forever and ever. I mean, like decades old joke. But it was more of the story that he was telling. I know that there's a punchline, and that's the punchline, but it was the story, like, you're a storyteller. You know, those are the great comics tell stories. What, what, what did it, the punchline was, she doesn't cook, because if she did, she probably wouldn't have a black guy. Like, that but it was, was his sec- version of it. But it was right. secondary to the story. And sure. that's what the point I'm making is that he didn't come out there, and the, the whole setup was to get to that point. It was the point that I can't believe they had this woman representing the restaurant or the hotel. It, the, the joke was secondary. It was actually, I thought, pretty clever. It wasn't like, I'm setting everybody up for the old joke. I'm going to use the old joke to finish my story. That's the right. way I saw it. Right. So, I mean. No, I got you. L- yeah. Listen, it's still a joke. Yeah, it's still it's a joke. It's just a joke. Right. It, it's not like, you know what? That is why. What, what, watch my stand-up specials and then watch anything that I post, and they're never the same. <laughs> you know why? Because that's why I never got on Twitter. Because Twitter never allowed me the ability to put in the nuance yeah. of what I'm saying. Right. Right? To put in the, the, the little tiny thing that, that, I'm, that, that, that needs to go in there. Yeah. So when you clip you know, stuff to one minute, the stuff that goes out is the heart of the joke. Mm-hmm. And then you end up with this kind of stuff. Are you still surprised? And that's that's the problem. Are you still surprised? You had mentioned, you know, like still the the you know, for, for years ago, you know, with the Rogan stuff and the the joke stealing, and you had just mentioned that, like after all these years, people still come back to you on that. Like that's all they think of or remember. Even with oh yeah, the Comedy Store. Did you see the the docu series or whatever on Showtime? I mean, like they brought it back all up to fruition. Yeah, what what bothers me is that they they never call me to ask me to be a part of it. They I just, was surprised. Everybody at that. talks yeah. about me like I'm some, but I don't care anymore. You know what? Like for me, it's like, look, you know what? You want to live in the past? 
Go live in the past. Yeah. I just put out a special. Go check that out. You yeah. know what I mean? Come and see me perform live. That That's where I'm at. Because w- what I've realized is people that want to hate, want to hate. Yep. That's where they live. Like, dude, this happened last week. Literally. So there, I have a friend. His name is Juan Villarreal. Here's a story. Uh, I saw him perform early 90s. And uh, I was like, man, this is the funniest dude I've ever seen. So when I got my HBO special... Uh, I did a show called Loco Slam. Mm-hmm. It was it was like me bringing up Latino comedians. And I said, we got to have this kid on. And so I put him on about six months, three months after the show airs. He calls me up and he goes, Carlos, are you going to be performing at Corpus Christi anytime soon? I was like, I don't know. Why? He goes, because uh, I don't have 45 minutes. And they offered me $3,000 to do a headlining gig. <laughs> and I can't say no to that. I'm like, good for you. So what are you calling me for? I pretty much did your act because that's all I know. So I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I was like, wait, what did you do? He's like, I did you do. I love you. I go, I know, I know. But what did you do? He goes, I did your act. I did these jokes. And he told me all my jokes. And I was like, you know what, dude? You're young. It's what happens. It's cool. I, I should move on from those jokes anyway because I had already put those on a special. Uh-huh. So once they go on a special, I burn them. Right. So it doesn't matter to me. So anyway, cut to this. This was a. Uh, so cut to last week yeah. I'm hanging out with him I hear him around the corner Talking to a guy This guy says to him How can you be with Carlos That dude Stole your act I saw it Wow And So here's My buddy goes Dude That's not what happened I stole his act <laughs> I Good pretended to be him yeah. He's my mentor If it wasn't for him I wouldn't be who I am. And he knew that I did it. I called him, and he never even told me anything bad. That's how nice of a guy. That's how cool he is. He just said, I'm going to write more stuff, whatever. And then the guy goes, whatever. I hit his ass anyway. I'm like, oh, my God. What the, what, wait, what do I got to do? Was this a fellow comic? <laughs> no. Just it was a dude, just a, a fan? Just some person. Yeah, just some person. Comedians, I understand why they hate me. Because it, basically what happened was, you know, I got bumped. When I was young, as a comic, yeah, but that was the rite of passage, right? Yeah, Robin Williams showed up. Ah, he's gonna go on forever, you know. Uh-huh. Bird show up. Oh, he's gonna go on forever. Dice is here. He's gonna do an hour. So uh-huh. when I was young, I had a ten o'clock spot. I'm going on at twelve o'clock midnight every night, and I worked at the stores. I didn't care. I was like, oh, the, these are the rules. I'm an immigrant. Yeah. Okay, let's play by the rules. <laughs> what happened was, by the time I became popular, which was you know mid. 2000s where I really right. hit. Yeah. It was all millennials uh, who had been given participation trophies. Yeah. Who didn't un- they they didn't understand. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm on the I'm on the schedule. Uh, I'm on the I'm on the schedule. Yeah, but that's Carlos Francia is a show. He's he's yeah. going to go on before you. Yeah, no, but he has to call in. At that point, they didn't respect that. They didn't look at it that way. So I look at it like I joined a fraternity. I love my brothers. They put a plunger in the part of me that I don't want to say, but hey, we're brothers and this is what happens and we're all down. And I feel like when it came time for me to get the plunger and go, hey guys, bend over, I'm coming. They were like, oh no, we don't do that anymore. Right. I'm like, but wait a minute, it happened to me. And that's kind of how like that whole thing went down. Uh So a lot of those guys, like most people that say something bad about me, if you poke at them long enough, They'll go, one time I had a spot at Comedy Store. My mother came to see me perform. And by the time I went on stage, 
there were only 10 people because Carlos went up forever and my mother didn't see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I see their pain. I understand it. But uh, back then I was like, fuck up, dude. What do you, what, what is wrong with you? My parents, dude, I've, I've given my parents millions of dollars, bought them a house. You know how many times my mother's actually seen me perform live? Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice. But, and if you ask her, that's, that's too, too many. Like and, that's- and you know, your situation too, Carlos, was, uh, talk about wrong place, wrong time, is that you were going viral before viral went viral with right. what happened at the comedy. So, I mean, that wasn't a thing really then. So confrontation like when Rogan came up and then the video got out, TMZ was kind of fresh to the market. Right. And so that was, you were something different other than Britney or Paris Hilton, right? Uh, they're like two comedians get into it. And, you know, and even in the docuseries, uh, the comedy store, it's, they, they talk about how you were the man at that time. And, and I didn't, I never felt that way. And Rogan was not, but when he came That's up. That's not true though. People keep saying that. That is not true. Okay. He was not, let us remember. I had a TV show where the best ratings I ever got, 2.2 million people. Mm-hmm. He was on Fear Factor. Right. Yes, he was. Yeah. At, at that time. 15 million views. Yeah, but aren't you, aren't you a little Dude, bit- listen. 2 million, 15 million a week. There's <laughs> no way that I was as popular as him. See, now and here's- this is, by the way, after news radio. This is why I would contest that, Carlos, because- You can't contest it. I will contest the it. numbers are there. <laughs> I'll contest it, and this is why. Because you're comparing apples to oranges when you go with those numbers. No, he comparing was on, fame. We're he, comparing fame. He was on free broadcast television. You were drawing $2.2 million, to, or 2. 2 million viewers to a cable show. Look at what the biggest guys in cable news get. They're not pulling 700,000 people even. So that speaks to how but, popular you were but, in, I'm not saying the No, 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 no. That's not what we were talking about. What I was saying was I was not more popular than him. Okay. You're just saying there's there's just as many because if not people more. people when they bring it up they make it seem like oh my God Carlos was the god and 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 this poor popper came up that's not what happened <laughs> poor popper <laughs> that's not who it was this was this this was a, this was a very very famous guy you know who people knew about would you go on his podcast if he asked you I have no problem with anybody dude yeah. I never have I just see you know like it, you know because you are <laughs> I didn't break any of those rules right right like you, when I was young as a comic we we dealt with oh here's the irony uh do you remember the incident uh, I think it was last year where the Asian an Asian comedian who was performing in Austin Texas posted that the person that yes. went on after him said yes. some racist stuff yeah 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 the people in the camp that have been talking so negatively about me, uh-huh. they I literally heard a podcast where they went, man, you're supposed to deal with that comic to comic. You don't put it on the internet. These are the same people yeah. that for decades have been sitting around talking about me and that incident, which was supposed to say at the comedy store between us. Uh-huh. So what it is is I was a young, arrogant, cocky kid who came from the hood, and I did, you know, when you when you grow up in the hood, you don't realize that you have an attitude. Yeah. You, you don't, because everybody has an attitude. Because it's your environment. Right? It's mm-hmm. your environment. Yep. And plus, listen, what got me in trouble as a comedian is what allowed me to not get shot when I was a kid. Yeah. Right? I had the attitude of, if we're going to fight, kill me. Yeah. Because if you don't kill me, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your family, and I'm going to burn your house down. That's strong. Because if I'm going to go to jail, 
for life. Yeah. I'm not going to go to jail for killing one person. I'm going to go to jail for killing your whole family. That makes sense. Somewhere. And I, when it's I like said stuff like that, work. when I said stuff like that, people were like, damn, he means it. But yeah, because, you know, I lived in the neighborhood where if a car came by slow, we all had to dive because it was, it was a drive-by. Right. You know, this is, I mean, I remember I was doing an interview with uh, Nightline way back in the day, and we were in the projects where I grew up. And I go, oh, yeah, we used to play right here. And then I remember a few times where they did a drive-by and shot at us. And I said it so casually that they were like, come on. And I was like, no, seriously. They used to shoot. There used to be bullet holes over here. And <laughs> we went and looked. And I literally went, oh, my God, hey, look. And I pulled one out. And there was a bullet <laughs> stuck oh. into the side of the oh wall. And I God. go, oh, look, here's one. Here's a bullet. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, my God, this is, this is real. I'm like, yeah, it's real. But they, they expected me to be like, let me tell you how horrible it was when I was growing up. People were shooting at us. And, I mean, it's, right. it was part of life. Yeah. You know, I saw, I saw, I, 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 I've held people, you know, I held a person in my arms when they gave their last breath. I, I saw a man shoot another man. I saw a dude get a machete and carve up another dude. I mean, I, I've, I've had a, I've had a crazy life, dude. And so, you know, when comedy became kind of, um, kind of one of those things where especially at the comedy store where it's dark and there's this just this feeling of like we're all trying to get mitzi shore's attention and if she gives us the attention and if i get a good spot and there's a producer you know what i mean that competitiveness right it was it was so right up my alley yeah. i didn't realize that i was <laughs> alienating everybody and hurting everybody's feelings probably a little bit different now with comics in the internet <laughs> instead of trying to impress a Mitzi sure you you can go like well just as long as I get you know 100 likes on this or a thousand likes on this I should be able to get a deal right you know or I mean, you know what it doesn't even matter because I'm making money I've monetized my YouTube channel right. so I don't, you know it's it's a, just a it's a different world but but it's a it's a cool world because you know I needed a Mitzi Shore mm. or the per like everybody when I was coming up had a four minute clean set had to have it right had to have it mm. because that was the four minutes that you knew you were going to do with The Tonight Show or Letterman Called. Right, yeah. Wow. Today, they don't need that. Today, you know, you put a camera back there and you talk to the audience a little bit and you get a one-minute little clip and you put it out there and where do you live? What do you do for a living? Hey, look at this guy with his shirt, whatever that is. Yeah. Put it out there and, and, and it works and you bypass everybody. And then you call the, you call the comedy club here and go, hey, my name is a Jack whatever. My name is Jack Johnson. I want to perform at the club. Who are you? Love Jack. Google me. Seriously, <laughs> Google. Google me. You don't and need then a when they Google card. you and they go, oh my God, he has 1.8 million followers on TikTok. We'll give you a Wednesday and a Thursday. Let's see how that works out. Right. That bypassing every single thing yeah. that I couldn't bypass back in those days because yeah. we needed we needed the HBOs to tell us you're going to get a special. Today, you can shoot your own special and put it on YouTube. Well, let me uh, say this. I got to cut you off. We got to go. Um, I have mad respect that you're wearing a hat for my buddy, Mike Calta. Uh, he's a radio personality in Tampa, and I think that's cool when comedians wear the merch from other radio shows. So we'll have to take a picture and send that over to him. I think that's cool. And you didn't even know you were wearing it. I wear it, it all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know you were wearing it to hear that. I did not. I did not. You said something about my head. I was like, what are you talking about? I saw it. Uh, I just grabbed the hand from the floor and put it up. And look, you could tell by the way that I wear it too much. Oh, it's speed Because you could see, you, you yeah. could see, you could see the brown sweat line <laughs> right here. We're, 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 we're getting hats in next week. I'm going to send you one. All right. At Carlos Mencia uh, online, the punchline this weekend tonight. He's got a show tomorrow, two shows Saturday. 
Saturday, two shows. You can uh, go to punchlinesack.com for tickets, and uh, it's a fantastic place. We were just there uh, the other week for the first time since we've been in Sacramento. But uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for spending the time. It's good to see you again, man. I'm glad that uh, you too, man. You're happy. Let's see. Let's see your kicking. You're kicking butt, dude. Yeah. Well, it's I had to move across country to continue to do that, but we are here. So anyway, at Carlos Mencia, give him a like, give him a share, give him a follow, give us a minute. Hang on.